Hello, and welcome to Accidentally, the IAIABC's podcast where we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation. This is Jennifer Wolf Horsch. I'm the executive director of the IAIABC. During Accidentally, I ask thought provoking questions, try to raise awareness of emerging in- issues, and offer insights on workers' compensation. My hope is to make you think about the industry in a different way. You can listen or download our podcast each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast, or you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. This month, I'm excited to talk with Linda Yarn. Linda is a government analyst at the Florida Department of Financial Services in the Division of Workers' Compensation. Linda has been participating in the IAIABC's EDI Electronic Data Reporting Program for many years and is truly a national expert in this subject. I'm interviewing Linda at the IAIABC Forum, which is going to be her last official meeting. I really enjoy and look forward to hearing her perspective about the history and future of the IAIABC's EDI program and data reporting in workers' compensation. Welcome, Linda. Hi. Thanks for having me. Linda, I ask this question of everyone I interview, and it really falls back to the the term accidentally. Most people accidentally fall into workers' compensation. So can you tell us how you accidentally came into the business? Well, funny you say that. It's after graduating from the University of Florida, I moved from my hometown of Miami, Florida, to Tallahassee to pursue a job in state government and enjoy some cooler weather. (laughs) I just happened to find and apply for a job opening with the Division of Workers' Compensation and was lucky enough to be hired. I had no idea what workers' compensation was at that time, but I quickly learned. My first job was as an examiner, reviewing paper forms submitted by claim administrators, making sure that proper payments were made to injured workers. And at that point, the division was actively administering a major workers' compensation law reform um, back then that was effective of August 1st of 1979. So you've been there for quite a long time then. Yes, I've been with the division for 37 years now. Um, I've held various positions um, through the years, including managing the paper file room and later the teams that data entered that paper and then the uh, teams that implemented um, EDI, Claims Releases 1 and 3 and Proof of Coverage 2 and 2.1 many years ago. Recently, I've uh, worked with the division's triage, EDI triage and training team, and uh, we provide one-on-one training and assistance to the claim administrators uh, who either reach out to us and ask for our help or who we feel need some assistance in raising their EDI acceptance percentage. So providing EDI training is something I absolutely love, and I've done it many times over the years for both the division and for the IAI ABC. Working with uh, directly with representatives from the industry to resolve difficult EDI claims is rewarding and something that I truly enjoy. So, And out of my 37 years with the division, 26 of those years, I have been participating in uh, EDI in some way at the division, and I am really happy and proud to have represented Florida at these IAI-ABC EDI meetings, which has taken me 
to uh, 32 different states over 26 years. So that's pretty cool. You've seen the country through EDI. I have. And, uh, so, so tell me, it sounds like, you know, in your role at, in Florida, you've really seen a transition in the workers' compensation industry from a really paper-based industry now through the implementation and sort of continued development of EDI. Can you tell us, since you've been, you know, you have such a good history of EDI, tell us about what EDI first meant to the Florida Division and how did you get involved in EDI? Well, it all began for me back in the fall of 1991, where our division director at the time, Ann Clayton, was actively involved with the IAIABC and was aware of this new initiative that was, um, was out there that was bringing together state jurisdictions and workers' compensation industry members to try and develop a national standard format for electronically sending that first report of injury data to the different states. She wanted to be sure that Florida's needs were included on that standard format. So my first meeting was way back in December of 1991, just as that first version of the first report of injury was about to be finalized. And the IAIABC actually adopted the initial FROI, as we call it, record layout in January of 92. Now, since Florida has this unique reporting requirement of requiring the initial payment information on the first report, we had to wait until the IIBC finalized the subsequent report of injury, known as the SHROI. And that contained the disability and the payment information, and that was adopted by the IIBC in November of 92. So in September of 93, Florida first became the first state to accept both the claims EDI releases one in Freud and Troy record layouts. And our first trading partner was the Cigna Insurance Group. And we've never looked back. So Linda, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, some people I think get a little scared off when they see EDI, and then they see a whole lot more acronyms and file layouts. So can you tell us, how would you explain EDI to a lay person or someone who's not familiar with, with what it is and, and its role in the industry? Well, EDI stands for Electronic Data Interchange, and that is the computer-to-computer -computer exchange of your business information, but in a standardized format between business and trading partners. So that eliminates the need for paper documents and human intervention. Um, so from a regulator's perspective, EDI's role in the workers' compensation industry is very important. Um, workers' comp laws vary from state to state. So each state has its own set of required forms that have to be completed by a claim administrator throughout the life of a claim. So just imagine, you know, 50 states, 50 different sets of forms that have to be filled out. That's quite cumbersome for the claim administrators. So from, for claim administrators adjusting claims in multiple states, the management of those paper forms for each state was significant. The IABC brought the players together to create a standard claims EDI, FROI, first report of injury, and SHROI, subsequent report of injury transaction, and it enabled those claim administrators to send the same data format of information to each of the states that adopted EDI. So that, and that's, that was definitely significant. Rather than multiple paper forms, one standard, jurisdictions could pick what data they wanted 
from that one standard that they needed for their state. Additional benefits of EDI include like the cost reduction of paper handling and the elimination of those lost and misfiled paper documents, cost reduction of online data entry and implementation of jurisdiction keystroke, elimination of jurisdiction keystroke errors, decrease in the time delay of when data is available to a jurisdiction, thus speeding up when we could have the information available to us and to assist all the parties in a claim. So those are some definite benefits of EDI for the workers' comp industry. And I, I just want to say that I think, you know, as you touched about touched on, Linda, that this idea that there was a standardized first report of injury and subsequent report of injury, it, it almost goes back to the very beginnings of the IAIBC because collecting uniform data was one of the very first conversations that those, you know, those first state regulators came together in 1914 and 15. And so I think really the EDI um, program in the early 90s and, and onward is, is a very tangible fulfillment of, of that first, those first thoughts. So it definitely helped with, uh, we standardized terminology. So we were able to, so we were all speaking the same language, even though we might call it something different in our state. We now knew what we all meant with standard terminology. And it, so now it makes state-to-state um, -state comparisons of data for those states using EDI much easier to, to compare that data uh, between the states. So that's definitely a benefit as well. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more. I think you spoke very, um, very well about the role EDI has played as an, in the industry as a whole. But tell me a little more about how do, has EDI impacted the Florida Division of Workers' Compensation? Well, EDI has had a very positive and significant impact to our division. We currently receive all proof of coverage forms and major claims forms electronically via the IAIBC standards. And we also receive all of our medical forms electronically in a proprietary electronic format that we actually had in place uh, before the EDI uh, IABC um, standard was developed. And so if all the data that we now receive electronically were submitted on paper, that annual stack of documents would be nearly six times the height of our Florida 22-story Capitol building, if you can just imagine that. It's a significant amount of paper reduction. Um, processing that paper created obstacles that included time delays in receiving data due to mailing times, um, additional time delays in entering the information because it was a manual process. There was the propensity for human error in data entry. There was the tendency for backlogs to be created and paper to be stacked up because workloads were very uneven. So, you know, EDI has definitely helped. Some additional obvious reduction, in, um, besides the obvious reduction in the paper handling and data entry cost, it's enabled the division to receive and use our data in a more timely manner. So a couple examples I'll give you. Um, the, our Bureau of Compliance investigators use that up-to-date proof of coverage data that we get in nightly as an investigative tool because they, they verify if an employer has valid workers' compensation policies and also when they go right on the job site and conduct investigations so they can immediately look up and see if something has been filed uh, for their policies. This data 
Also, for proof of coverage feeds other web databases that are used by our customers, which includes our proof of coverage database. And we have our, what's called our construction policy tracking database, where a general contractor can register on our website and receive automated email notifications of any changes in workers' comp coverage statuses for any of those contractors that they've hired. So if any of them show proof of a policy and then turn around and cancel that policy, that, that immediately gives a cancellation notice to that general contractor that one of his subs has canceled a policy. So access to up-to-date coverage information is essential to these functions, and EDI has really provided that. Another example is one of the focuses of the division is to reduce litigation in the workers' comp system. So our Bureau of Employee Assistance and Ombudsman, which we call our EAO Bureau, uses our first report data as a trigger to contact injured workers within two days of receipt of a first report of injury. So they provide injured workers with the benefit information they're entitled to, they answer questions or concerns about the workers' comp system, they advise injured workers about services that are available to them through the EAO Bureau. So that immediate receipt and processing of EDI data every night means that our EAO staff can reach injured workers earlier in the claims process. And this also, um, they also use this data to research and help investigate concerns and disputes that are raised by parties that call into our division's hotline as well. So there's many other ways that the receipt of electronic workers' comp data has benefited the division. However, it's also um, enabled the division to better help the industry as well. For instance, uh, for Claims EDI, we have a data warehouse that every EDI trading partner can access and, and receive feedback on their EDI filings the morning after they received it. And it provides detailed errors, including identifying the potential uh, errors in compensation rate or underpayments to injured workers. It also provides trading partners with a report card of their accepted and rejected filings and how they compare to the industry as a whole for that same period of time. And we also have some specialized listings that tell them um, about um, uncorrected rejected filings that are still outstanding and missing periodic reports. And these listings can help them identify problems quicker and um, potentially avoid penalties as a result. Thanks, Linda, for, for that explanation. And I think one of the things I was really struck by is that when we get in, when we talk about EDI, we think about a very sort of technical, you know, detail-oriented um, process and execution. But really, at the root of it, you're using that information to help people Absolutely. and to better fulfill the you know the the real mission of workers compensation making sure that you know a contractor knows that all of his subs have the correct um, coverage in place so that those workers are safe and have the protections of workers compensation ensuring that an injured worker is getting the benefits that they and their family may need to survive and to, to pay their bills um, and so I think, you know, that's what we, we sometimes forget that. And I think I'm, I'm really glad you, you shared those examples because I think it's really important to recognize that this has given the industry and, you know, regulators a tool to better fulfill the promise of workers' compensation. 
So you've seen uh, the development of EDI since the very beginning, starting in 1992, and now we're in 2017. What changes have you seen and do you see in the data reporting environment? Well, ideally, EDI is intended to be data-driven and to not be an additional burden. We never wanted it to be an additional burden for the claim administrator to have to enter this data manually to get it to the states. And, and we're on our way there. We're not totally there yet, but we continue to see more and more claim administrators moving in the direction of automated electronic reporting. And that means that if the claim rep enters the required information in their system, automated processes will pull that data to the appropriate transaction, submit it to the states in that standardized format. So this really takes the claim rep out of having to complete a manual transaction which is the equivalent of past paper forms, and it gives them more time to focus on actual claim handling. And I think we will continue to see more jurisdictions also moving in the direction of implementing EDI as their budgets permit. I think it's important for any jurisdiction considering accepting EDI transactions to become a part of the IABC EDI committee. It's going to put a little plug in there. To learn the standard terminology and to benefit from the networking with other jurisdictions that have already implemented uh, I've been fortunate to have been involved from the beginning of the EDI standardization effort at the IABC, and it was always important to me to help other jurisdictions and share lessons learned as they move forward with their EDI implementation. And I think any new state would benefit from talking to other states who have been there before them. Absolutely. I think that is an excellent point, Linda. And I think it's, it's um, one of the things that the IABC really tries to to fulfill in terms of meeting its objectives and goals is giving states and jurisdictions a forum to learn from one another. Because while there are differences across jurisdictions, there are as many similarities and we can always learn from our peers and colleagues. And I think one of, I wanted to make a, a comment about one other thing you said in terms of this automation and the use of auto triggers and being able to pull data directly um, you know, from the claims administrator's databases, I think that that really speaks to increasing the administrative efficiency of the system. And I think when, as you have, have talked about, when you think that multiple jurisdictions and more and more states are adopting EDI, that that magnifies those administrative efficiencies across the country. So everyone's kind of getting the benefit from that. So I think that's, and that's, you know, going to ultimately bring down the cost of, of coverage. So one of the last things I wanted to ask you is, do you have any predictions for the future of EDI? What do you see in the next five to 10 years? I think the, the future of EDI is bright, and while some of us old folks remember the days of microfiche, paper files, carbon paper, typewriters, and those dumb computer terminals, we are so fortunate now to be in an age of technology that only con continues to improve. More and more jurisdictions are gearing up to move forward with EDI. Those that have are, would never consider going back to paper. The industry continues to enhance their systems and the data that they collect in order to efficiently handle an injured worker's claim and improve their EDI compliance. 
So I predict that there'll be future releases of claims and proof of coverage that will implement technology that will make transactions less costly and easier to amend as state reporting requirements change. And I'm just so lucky and proud to have been a part of this important technological initiative in workers' compensation reporting, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I share your sentiment. I think that the future is bright, and I feel as if we're um, really at, at sort of still a beginning in terms of what EDI can do for the industry. I, on a closing note, I wanted to ask a more personal question, Linda. I know that you have uh, retirement is on your sort of near horizon, and I'm just interested, what are you most looking forward to uh, enjoying in retirement? Oh, I am looking forward to spending more time with my two beautiful grandsons. They're four and two and a half right now, and I can't wait to spend more time with them. And uh, we're fortunate to have inherited a, a beautiful mountain house in Franklin, North Carolina, from my husband's family, and we love to spend time up there, so we will be able to spend more time up there enjoying the beauty and cool weather of the mountains. Well, I hope that um, when, it, when, it, uh, when your schedule permits and, and time permits, that hopefully you'll pop into an IIVC event in the future because um, you know, we would love to, to have you back and, and to have you see what the progress is. I want to thank you for joining me and sitting down and talking with me this morning, Linda, and really thank you for your many contributions to the IABC and the EDI program. The industry and the, the program has truly been positively shaped by your contributions and expertise. You've always really given back, and so for that, I want to thank you. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, and it's been a joy to have been a part of this process. And I, I will hope to drop into a future meeting, and I'll always keep tabs on the future of EDI. I'm very proud of everything that's been accomplished. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank you for joining me for the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally. Each month, we talk about issues and events impacting workers' compensation. You can download our podcasts at iaiabc.org slash podcast or subscribe to us on iTunes. I look forward to talking with you next month. Cheers.